How many times have you heard the stories? A neighbor's loved one laid to rest. A day or two goes by, and there they are at the front door, cursing and crying and asking, Why? Why? No, they're not a vampire. They just weren't dead when you buried them. Premature burials happen more often than you think. But when you just can't tell the difference at that moment of mourning, what can you do to protect your not-quite-dead-yet loved one? Premature burial alert systems are affordable, convenient, and easy to install. We run a line from within your loved one's final resting place up through the earth and out to a tiny bell attached to their gravestone. All they need do is tug on the line from inside the coffin and a passerby will hear their cry of life. Premature burials happen. It's just a fact of death. But you can prevent unnecessary death with just a little tinkle. Premature burial alert systems. When death really isn't the end. Welcome to another episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D and D. I'm back. We're glad uh, to have do you. Do I see this? Do I roll to see this? <laughs> We're glad to have you. You know, last week, Nick Cole, do you want to tell us what happened? I, I could say it, but... I would love to. Well, the character that I play, Captain Jack Random, uh, through skill, intelligence, and charm, managed to secrete the party into the city of proper scald. And now we're on a stealthy James Bond-esque mission to plunder the local potentate of his riches. That's that's exactly it. Um, so we are in a root cellar, and you're on the other side of the wall that's in upper scald. And, uh, yeah, you guys are pretty much ready to go and, and head outside now. Uh, Leonard, your guide, has uh, bid you adieu and head back into the tunnel, close the door behind him, and he's probably stacking firewood right now. Uh, so it's just up to you to head back up those stairs. The uh, the shopkeeper, uh, innkeeper, uh, has got his arms full of uh, cured meats, and uh, he's going to be leaving here soon himself, I'm sure. What, what are they cured of? <laughs> God <laughs> almighty. Somebody <laughs> find the timestamp. I'm going to cut this whole 30-second bit out now. <laughs> All right. So you, what do you guys want to do? I'll climb the le- – go out the room, head out into the streets. Okay. And we're going to be rather forthwith about it. You know, not dallying. Right. We're dealing. Getting the sun's getting a little low in the sky. Right. Yeah. No. All right. So you uh, you make your way up the stairs. You come out into a kitchen area. Um, there's nobody in there. Um, you walk through a door and get into uh, more of a common area. There's someone that's kind of sitting at the table drinking. He doesn't pay any attention to you. And then it's out the door without any trouble whatsoever. So the streets in this section of town are all cobblestone affairs. 
The, building here, the buildings here are larger and more artistic than those in the other areas of town. Clearly, this is a place for the well-to-do. Here and there, lawns and gardens accent the neighborhoods, and the scent of flowers dances lightly in the air. As you wander through this part of town, however, you notice that there are many more patrols than there are in other neighborhoods. Although there seems to be no outward sign of suspicion in their eyes, the guards always seem to look at your party for a few seconds longer than they do anyone else. From time to time, a whispered conversation breaks out between members of the watch as you pass them. Hmm. I'm going to keep walking nonchalantly as if I every day visit a new city and walk in the direction of the inn on the island. Right, yep. So you can walk. Uh, you're walking along the path. It's kind of uh, almost the river walk, but it's, uh, it's behind the river. And um, you can see a mill um, up ahead, but then you can see the island... Uh, clearly, you can see the old Karchagen Inn. So, you stand. I'm assuming this is where you went. You didn't want to go anywhere else in town. You're heading straight to the inn? Yes. yes. Okay, that's what I figured. But All right. You stand before a breathtaking sight. From atop a high stone cliff, twin waterfalls plunge downward to shatter what might otherwise be a peaceful pond. The roar is incredible muting all other sounds, and a cloud of mist fills the air at all times. In the center of the bubbling, churning lake, known locally as the Cauldron, stands a natural stone island. Long ago polished to a smooth, rounded form by the raging water, it now supports a proud and stately structure, the old Kartikan Inn. The perpetual fog of the Cauldron's waters hangs heavy about the inn, giving the place an almost supernatural look. Here and there, moving bodies can be seen in the mists. Obscuring The obscuring properties of this shroud, however, make it difficult to tell if they are human or some form of ghostly apparition. Mm. So, you're standing there. There's a, just like a little bridge. There's no toll. And, uh, Is there can, a troll? There's, well, I mean, you won't find out until you try to cross, right? Right. He said there would be no problems. Are we within uh, sight of, I mean, we're not hidden in any way from anybody. Right? You guys are out in the open. And we're just milling around, you know, <laughs> f- fingering our sword hilts and looking <laughs> extremely obvious. Yeah, yeah. There's unless you were to try to swim the rapids somehow, and and uh, it, that would be your only way to try to approach discreetly. What if we just go in one at a time, like uh, stagger it out so that we're not all coming in as a giant group so that we... I'm suggesting this to the group. So, you know, kind of like uh, in the beginning of The Hobbit when they sort of showed up at your service, at your service. <laughs> well, but then, you know, maybe that might be more like that. Like, if we come in as a group and, like, say we're all celebrating and thirsty and hungry, then our agenda mm. is clear. We're there for each other. But if suddenly we're adding numbers and blah, 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 that, that might. And plus, the time that would take to stagger, we're probably running okay. low on time. I like so that. let's just go in like we're celebrating having just killed the green dragon. Maybe act a little bit drunker than normal or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Normal. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I still have bottles of wine in my pockets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you kept those. You didn't leave those with Larry. Are you kidding? These are family heirlooms. <laughs> the wine or the. Whatever. I'm gonna get my three beer bottles rattling around in my back. <laughs> 
I, I check his pockets for the family heirlooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, family show, guys! Did find the family jewels. Right. So we enter the inn and right. immediately start casting about for Leela. Okay, so you enter, uh, pushing aside the heavy oak doors of the inn, releases a shuddering, creaking noise, and reveals an entrance chamber. Set back on either side is a hat rack next to a bench. Alcoves, alcoves jet off on both sides of the benches, where various coats and outer garments hang. The room is unusually dark, and the odor of wet leather hangs in the air. At the far end of the room is another set of heavy-looking doors. Is there anybody there? Uh, nope, nobody's there right now. All right, we should proceed, guys. Mm-hmm. Using my wizard knowledge, I say this. <laughs> <laughs> Push through the next set of doors. What's the problem? <laughs> All right, so you push through the next set of doors. And uh, you're in the hallway. That's labeled two on your map. Uh, the thick oaken doors leading into this room from the cloakroom open with almost no sound to reveal a long hallway. The odor of cooking is sweet in the air, sparking memories of fine meals and relaxing evenings with friends. The basic decor of the area is elegant, but in a modest and unassuming way. Light is provided by a series of fine lamps secured high on walls. Beside the hall's entrance on the south wall is a small alcove in which several shawls and other delicate garments hang. To the east is an arched hallway leading down some steps and ending in a thick, heavy curtain of some dark brown fabric. You can hear several low voices coming from beyond it, and the inviting smell of fine spirits is strong. To the north, a clerk works behind a desk, obviously handling the affairs of the inn. Behind him, a hallway runs into the heart of the building. To the west is a busy dining section with a number of tables set out for the guests. The smell of cooking clearly comes from this area. Let us make our way towards that area. The, uh, the dining area? Yes. All right. Maybe we could split up a little bit and have somebody kind of kind of nose around a little bit. Well, let's let's secure a table first and make all a right. scene. Make mm-hmm. a scene and then and then one of us will peel away. Like all right, here. all right. All right. All right. Yeah, so you're better at it. First make reservation, <laughs> then you go out to eat. Uh, so you're in area five here. Although the only thing that sets this area off from the commoner seating is a plainly designed pillar some four feet in diameter, the atmosphere here is quite different. This table is set with fine china and ornate utensils. Crystal goblets stand ready to be filled, and cheerful lanterns provide a warm, comforting light. To the north and south, two other dining areas are sunken beneath the floor level here so as not to obscure the view of the cauldron. Thus, the dazzlingly beautiful display of light that constantly plays among the mists and tips of the cauldron's choppy waters shines into the highlight. Shines in to highlight the whole area. A large fireplace is set on the western wall, and a roaring fire is kept burning here at all times to ward off the chill associated with the mist engulfing the inn. Flanking the fireplace are two arches, each fashioned to look like waterfalls. The aroma of cooking foods clearly comes from beyond these portals. Hmm. So... Someone comes up to you and kind of looks you over, sees the dust from your your boots, and says, uh, may I get you a table? It's a man. I shall pull out my rather ample coin purse and hold it up and say, my friends and I have just come back from the wild, slaying dragons and evil creatures. We demand a table of your best and finest food and liquors. 
Or better yet, a table in Lena's section. We've heard she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know Lena. Uh, I, we know of her. Recommended to us by a fellow. Uh, Lena is actually working in the tavern, which is on the opposite side. However, the finest foods can be had here. So um, I'm afraid you've got a bit of a conundrum. You'll not get better food in the tavern than you will here. However, if you wish to serve with Lena. Uh, mm. Well, we'll find Lena later. Give us a table here. Right this way. And so they set you. And I'll turn to the wizard. Perhaps you could go pass our acquaintances on to Lena. Which wizard? Uh, you. Okay. <laughs> the creepy wizard you. without the gnarled hand. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start nosing around towards the tavern in search of uh, Lena. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going um, to secure a table, drink, and make a spectacle of myself by telling stories that are even bigger lies than I've ever told before. <laughs> Um, so just to give you an idea of decor, uh, this doesn't seem like the type of place where the patrons are interested in hearing from other tables. This is kind of <laughs> like a like you're eating at a fine restaurant. So this just your 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 everyone's intelligence would tell you that this is a good way to get thrown out of the party. Thrown out. <laughs> of the ah, place. ah. Did I murmur? <laughs> He will murmur the best lies he's ever told. <laughs> so while he's murmuring, piles of gold. <laughs> Promius, you head uh, you head over to the tavern. You go behind those uh, heavy curtains back there, and uh, so you're in section nine, Promius. Um, this bar is kept dimly lit, even during the brightest of days. The majority of the eastern half of the room is taken up with a sunken area that contains the bar and several tables. A wide variety of bottles and glasses stand on a heavy shelf behind, the par- behind you, readily available to the barkeep. The western wall of the room is composed of a long row of dark brown curtains, screening off three alcoves. The curtains covering the center alcove hang open, revealing a round table and several stout chairs around it. Whispers can be heard from behind the other two, but curtains are so thick that they make it impossible to overhear the discussions beyond. Hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to go choose the one in the middle, I guess, that's not curtained off. Do I see a Lena-looking type person around? Uh, you don't see... Uh, <laughs> Lena-leaning? Yeah, you don't see anyone yet. You, you do see a, a bartender there uh, okay. at the bar. I'm going to go over to the bartender, and I will say... Uh, Hi, I'm looking for Lena. <laughs> oh, are you a friend of Lena's? Yes, I am. All right. And well, I... so... it, go, go ahead and finish. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that's okay. <laughs> I won't cast any magical spells on you. <laughs> Little wizard joke. <laughs> Wizards. All right. So uh, I would like to sit over there. If Lena comes... In here, tell her to lean her ass over this way so I can talk. <laughs> right. He flashes you a, a I, kind of a I, kind of a grin. Uh, I flick him a gold piece and I give him that wink, wink kind of thing. You know. What would you like? Um, I would like um, just some kind of a whiskey. Um, you know, make it a triple, and, um, <laughs> and that's what I'll have. Okay. <laughs> All right, so he pours that up, and uh, 
you go sit down at the at the bench, and um, you see someone coming out uh, from a stair from one of the curtain places. She goes up to the bar. Um, you hear the bartender say, "Lena, this one knows you." She looks, and uh, she is anything but comely. Her face is scarred, full of uh, pustules uh, from oh. some kind of a pox. <laughs> she, she is not attractive in any way, shape, or form. She smiles ah. at you. There are several missing teeth. and uh, I'm going to lean over to the bartender and say, that's why I ordered the triple. <laughs> <laughs> So she takes you. <laughs> she takes your drink over to you and puts it at the table, and she says, "I'm sorry. Do I, do I know you?" I say, "John sent us about the, uh, the thing." About that thing that we sent her. You're still in. You're, you're still in the other room eating fine victuals. Oh, that case, you know. And listening to me murmur about gold and gems, potions. I bet that Lena's a looker. <laughs> I'm I probably going to get laid tonight, so get it while you can. I suggest closing the curtain so I can talk to Lena alone. So she closes the curtain around you. and uh, The bartender sits- looks at you oddly because no one asks. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, you've, just, you've just raised more suspicion than you possibly could. Um, so she closes the curtain and sits down and says, you know John. Yes, uh, he suggested that we, you know, come meet you so that you could sort of show us, uh, you know, uh, around a little bit because we would like to do John-like things before they close today. She's shaking her head. She's shaking her head. No, I'm not leaving you anywhere. In fact, my shift ends in half an hour, and I will be gone before nightfall. You should be gone before nightfall. Just... Uh, am I? I'm thinking. Do you have any keys? <laughs> yes. Do you have any anything that we could use to do our John-like things uh, on our own without you? Yeah. Finish your drink and order another, and I'll serve what you need. All right, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so I'm I'm gonna work on my drink and I'll wait for the other and all that stuff. All right, so you're you're just kind of sipping your whiskey. She's uh, going back and uh, attending to other tables. Okay. And, uh, the barkeeper, you got the curtains still closed. Um, I like crack them halfway open. Okay. You know. All right. So you can see the uh, the barkeeper is talking to Lena. Kind of, you can tell he's talking about you, and she's sort of shrugging her shoulders a little bit. Just you don't know what she's saying. Yeah. I kind of do like my shirt, like uh, it's a little too hot under the collar, you know. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> little Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, at this point, you guys are going to have to role play to make something happen. As in, as in, as in. Um, so the main party is uh, is eating, eating their food. Right. Uh, they're, right. It's, it's nice. It's really good, fair. It's a pretty view. Um, good. No one's really paying too close attention to you. Uh, John, uh, you've got your your whiskey. Have you have you finished it? Yes, and I order another. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm gonna suggest that somebody other than Jack, somebody quieter <laughs> or subtle at our table, wander around and get a better layout of the rest of this inn. 
I will continue to distract everybody with my presence. There you go. All right. Um, so Leela comes back with another drink. And uh, by the way, you, you just down to triple. So you're feeling a little bit of, uh, you know, you're a, a wizard. You're slight. Um, you can feel that triple. Oh. I think I think the 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 thing is he is a wizard. He drinks and he knows things. Mm-hmm. I I have to understand something. Uh, as he drinks and he doesn't feel it because he drinks a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a high okay. tolerance built up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So she brings you another triple and uh, drops a, uh, a a cloth with it and acts like she's cleaning something up and uh, pulls the cloth up and deftly. You find that there's a, kind of like a skeleton key there. Um, and she tells you, um, she says, she says, I don't know where it is, but I imagine, I imagine that it's perhaps upstairs. I, I don't know. There's rooms upstairs. No one knows exactly where Hawk and Lucas's true quarters are. No one goes in those rooms anymore. I have a question. <laughs> yes. How do we, how do we? I close the curtains a little bit after a quick wink to the bartender, and uh, wow, you know, everybody's just getting up with their swords drawn now. <laughs> right. And I and I say, uh, how do we get up there without everybody going? Don't go up there. You're not allowed. Well, you would <laughs> probably, and I recommend you don't do this. But you would probably have to reserve yourself rooms for the night mm. i say can you handle that for us would that no, be okay no no that, if mm. you're guests you need to act like guests mm. how do we do that <laughs> <laughs> Are you i've serious? never been a guest before i've had a few drinks are you serious i guess it's right. no wonder that john sent you then all right um uh, Right outside the main hall, there's the registration box. Just talk to the man behind the counter. Register your names. Ask for a room. I suggest you take a common room and not individual rooms. Trust me. And that's it. All right. You're awesome. You're an amazing person. I think that life is treated (laughs) (laughs) And I think that uh, I would like to tip you five gold pieces. So I, I give her five gold pieces. Thank you. And your words of kindness are worth even more than these five gold pieces. But they wouldn't be okay. worth more than ten gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Just give her another I, five gold pieces. Be done. I, I, I give her another five, laughing appreciably. All right. So she heads back. Um, you've got a key in your drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and sort of stagger my way back to the rest of the group and explain uh, we need to get rooms. And, uh, and then we, and, and I go, I, I say that I'm, we're going to get rooms and I don't wait for an answer. I just go to the registration desk. Okay. Well, it'll be... As you get up, right. someone from one of the other curtains walks in front of you and he says, Oh, hello, friend. What are you drinking? Um, I am done drinking and very nice to see you, friend. And I continue on. He kind of steps in your way a little bit. He goes, no, no, it's way too early to be done. Let me buy you something else. Haldrake, what was this one drinking? And the bartender says, triples of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) No more. Your own patad. Please, no more triples. Maybe you are done. Let's just get him a single. 
My name's uh, Little Air. It's nice to meet you. Um, Promius the Profound. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> Promius the Profound. Now that is a profound name. What does it mean? Um, it means I am very, very skilled at being found. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And so he hands you the single that uh, Leela has brought over. Um, so now, uh, Promius... The night is very young. You can't be done drinking for the night. Do you know, uh, Glida and Tina, they're excellent bards. They're going to be here before too long playing. Uh, it's it's so rare that we get uh, visitors to Scald, and most people are a little bit, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, they're leery of strangers, but I find them to be fascinating, personally. They sound like twins. So is uh, is Lena leering at strangers? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she, she's, she's a nice girl, and she works the day shift. Oh, so you know, do you work here or something? Because uh, it seems to me like you know everybody's business. I do know a lot of the people here. I actually am something of a singer myself. Um, but no, I you know I sing. I've just a couple times I've sung for the Meister Singer at the uh, the Feast of the Meekle Brow. It's a big deal. Um, I do a little yeah. singing. <laughs> I do a little singing, actually, and since you want to talk to me so much, I would love to start singing for you. And um, Dungeon Master, I proceed to start singing, not in an overly loud voice, but in terribly bad tone, um, some songs I knew growing up. Ah, no, yes, well, go ahead and do it. Well, I'm done. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's, that's not the way we work in Ravenloft. little star. How I wonder what you are. <laughs> Up the you've got a nice voice. The world's so high, like a gold piece in the sky. And there you go. You know, that's I have never heard that song before. And oh, um, I'll play it again for I, you. Oh no, no, that's fine. I, I, I might, I might, I'd like to learn it. But you know, perhaps what would do you good would be a glass of uh, Mikkelbrau. Have you had the Mikkelbrau? Uh, not in a number of years, no. Um, I think, uh, I think I gotta go reserve some rooms for me and my Meikle Browning friends. Oh, yes, uh, well, okay, oh, you, you've, you've got friends here, that's even better. Well, I'll tell you what, hold on, how many friends do you have? How many friends? I'm, I'm having trouble counting, at least five. Five, okay, that's fine. Stay right here, just, I want you to just stay right here, just, just, just for a moment, it won't take long. Haldrake, Haldrake. Five glasses of Mikkelbrau. Now, here, no, Leela, I'll take, I'll take. All right, okay, come on, come on. I'm gonna, we're gonna, here, you take this one, and I'm going to take the others and serve your friends and introduce myself. Right, okay. <laughs> um, let's go on over there, right? And uh, as we go over there, I'm gonna be making, like, scary, don't drink this shit face. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, one thing that you, in your drunken state, um, you notice he's got a really nice mustache, and you didn't notice that the first time you saw him. But he's got a really nice mustache. That is an amazing mustache. Oh, you think so? I like it. Ladies must love it. Oh, they do. <laughs> they certainly do. You should grow one out, Promius. Uh, so the Meikle Brow is made from Meikle Berry, and it's bitter. A lot of You've had it, so you know. But uh, a lot of people find it to be too bitter. But what I find is that it relaxes the throat, and it really improves the singing voice. And so I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that maybe we can have some singing, all of us and your friends, before, uh, before the bards get here. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm done drinking, but if they want some, they can have some. Oh, 
It's rude to not accept Meeklebrow. I'm hurt, Promius. I thought we were friends. Uh, yeah. Well, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> All right. Well, you can still sing without the you can still sing without the Meeklebrow. Where are your friends? Where are they? Um, they're in uh, section five. Oh. <laughs> well, Table away five. we go. Look at and me I, playing the server. It's on the map. God. <laughs> <laughs> away we go. Oh, I, I can tell. More out-of-towners. Hello, Promius's friends. I'm Lenoir. There I was. There I was. There we all were. And we were surrounded, armored, golden, golden armor. The best you ever see. Yes. I'm going to say, this is my friend, uh, you know, Ledler of the Fancy Mustache, and uh, he would like us to drink uh, I a very... I swipe up the goblet and drain it. <laughs> oh, no. And I go, poison? He, he would like us to drink these drinks that he specifically pointed out to the bartender for us to enjoy. Ah, so, thank you. Yes, uh, it's it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit bitter if you've not had it before but as promius can tell you it really loosens up the singing voice and i hope we could do some singing together don't sing pretty gay <laughs> i don't know about that um uh, where i'm standing it's pretty clear but i'll drink anyways and i swipe it up and drink it i hope it's not poison all right i would say to the party give me a chance to die of poison yeah yeah we were poisoned at the last inn we went to, so, you know. <laughs> oh, well, this isn't poisoned. Here, I'll, I'll drink. I'll drink your glass, Promius, and he drains it. Ah. Me, 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 me. Me, me. Oh, I'm yeah, but it. It's not Yay. all about you, dude. <laughs> no, no, you see, that's that's something that we singers like to do. It's just a going through the scale. It's technical. Don't worry about it. But um, I am excited to meet you all. Uh, so, uh I noticed none of you are wearing beards like me. Is it is it is it, a, is it a cultural thing? I'm just curious. Does, does he have a beard now? I thought he had a mustache. He has a beard. He has a full beard and a mustache. <laughs> oh bugger! Did he not have a beard before? Well, you've been, drink, you've been drinking a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I tell you, where I come from, the captain of a ship likes to have a fresh shorn face. Mm-hmm. That's an air of command. People take him seriously, especially when he's plundering their goods. I would love to hear more about where you all came from, but Promius tells me that you are looking uh, to stay here for the night, and it's a really lovely establishment. I would recommend, if you can afford it, I would recommend that you take... Um, well, just, just, just ask for... Hmm. Oh, I'm trying to think which guest suite is it. There's a common room uh, for common people, <laughs> which I don't expect you to be. But there are uh, guest lounges, and some of them are just wonderfully ornate. I've slept there sh- many times before. I shake my head, and I give everybody a very important look, uh, and I say, we believe, we are people, we are common people. We are, we are people of the people, and we demand, nay, we demand doubly so to stay in the common area with our people, the common people. Whatever Promius <laughs> says goes with me. I once saw him slaughter a werewolf from stem to stern. He is indeed a wizard of might and power. I, 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 I did. not do anything, yeah. So, yes, barkeep, common rooms for all of us. Uh, well, woohoo! But so I think is, it means is that we are dealing with, with a single room that we are working on in a single sort of way, rather than individual rooms that were, frankly, a little bit more than what we need for this point in time. 
Uh, so the waiter comes over and says, uh, please refrain from yelling for the barkeep. The tavern is over there ah, if you'd like to move. It's a good move. thing that you're here. Would you please bring over the administrator? I require rooms. Uh, yes, of course. Now I can Be take... quick about it. <laughs> yes. Cut, cut. I, <laughs> yes. Are you still here? Garçon, coffee. Understand. Off, off with you, quickly. Off with his head. How, how many rooms? <laughs> uh, one common room. We're yes. peddlers. Commoner the better. <laughs> Very well. Uh, you'll have to, I was trying to say, you'll have to come no, and sign the no. guest book. Ah, I will sign no the guest book. I will go sign the guest book. You sign guys stay here. Book. You guys stay here and be very common while I am away. And I go and all right. I go sign us all up. All right, so, so the hall Bruce, opens tell up. Tell me about your life. So, John, the hall opens up here. You see a small booth built into the wall. You see several wooden boxes built onto the back wall, and a gleaming silver bell rests upon the counter. A quill pen and a bottle of red ink stand ready beside a guest registry book. The dark ink looks unusually thick, and past signatures in the book seem to have all faded into a dark brown. Mm. Back back at the uh, at the room, uh, Letelar is uh, talking. He's like, oh, I'm glad to hear about Promise. I hate werewolves, and they're just disgusting. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so it, I'm actually, I'm a little excited that you're staying in the common room. I think I'll join you. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the invitation was not extended, my good fellow. It's well, common room. <laughs> yes, that's, that by, by definition, it's extended. It's the common room. We probably won't be alone. It'll probably be me and who knows who else. We'll find out tonight. But I was thinking we could sing that twinkle, twinkle little star song that uh, that Proteus taught me. It was a beautiful No song. gay. <laughs> well, then I'll sing it to you and you can if tell you me insist. if I have it right. All right. Well, this is exciting. So, um, you ju- we'll, we'll, we'll jump cut over to John and uh, right. the bellhop is saying, uh, uh, yeah, common room. Sure, sure. Uh, that's uh, that's just a single gold piece per night for the common room per person. All right, I I float the team because I'm like that. Oh. Very good. Um, now uh, we do require that you at least uh, we'll need your full name, uh, just a uh, surname. Just uh, I need to know the names of each person in your party. Sure. Just, just write it in the book. I don't personally need to know. That's fine. Thank you. I just make stuff up. all right very good well uh you don't need a key to the common room obviously uh there is a linen closet so you just go up these stairs here and uh then uh you'll go up the stairs into a hallway um and then you will find uh the common room there uh it's a Pretty easy to find. Across from the common room is a linen closet, should you uh, need an extra blanket or something like that. And then there is an in-house. The Kartkin Inn uh, does not require you to go outside into the mists. There's an in-house directly across from the common room as well for your use. That's awesome. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> well, enjoy your stay. Indubitably. And have another gold for yourself, my good man. No. <laughs> 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 no. All right. All right. Okay. So it's uh it's about uh it's about dinner time. People are kind of coming in a little bit. You can see the sun's starting to set, but there's still daylight. Uh, Leela has left, and uh, you've got a camp follower. You've got Letelar, who is eager to hear you sing. 
Oh, Lord. Yeah. And we've kind of screwed things up because we were really supposed to, like, do this before this Harkness guy showed up. But he hasn't showed up, has he? No. Mm. And, and you don't know if he will show up. Well, and right. here's the, here's the other thing I thought. If we if we get if we just kind of hang out here and get a good night's rest, we could still do this tomorrow and meet the girl at the town square. If we make it to tomorrow. Yeah, I have a feeling that all these people are freaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we I think we can break into whoever's room we need to, uh, incapacitate him, and, and have our way. With not that kind of podcast, sir. And Prometheus shows his wild side. I always felt that he was kind of a Jim Morrison esque kind of wizard. <laughs> yeah. No. There you go. All right. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Um, so, what's uh, what's your pleasure as we as we round out the show? What do you want your next uh, your next bit to be? As in, where we go from here? Like, what our next? Uh, yeah, I mean, would so be? you've had a good meal, you've paid for it. There's an inn right next door. You could head up to your. I mean, it's a common room, so it's not like you can even really get set up in your in your rooms. Um, you've got uh, you've got little R. Right. Um, I guess, I guess the, the first thing is to get rid of this level R cat mm-hmm. because he obviously is not going to let us get up to our dirty work. So right. I think the thing would be to ask, have him ask me or uh, have me at, uh, sort of feign being sick and ask if he can take me to the restroom and then murder him, murder him, uh, <laughs> and leave him to increase his hearing when he comes yeah. <laughs> And then stuff him in the john, you know, down down oh, there. Hey. Uh, wait, wait, wait. We've already said that's off the table in this podcast. <laughs> you know, and then and then once we're free of him, sky's the limit. Okay, we can sleep him. So, so, I was so, kind so. of hoping we could just get this dude drunk as, as a skunk and leave him somewhere. All right, or so. murder him. Killiam seems a little bit above the, uh, a little bit over the top at this precise moment in time, is all I'm saying. But as long as it's on the table. We can sleep him. Uh, I'm not saying it's off the table, but maybe this is not the best time to kill someone. We can, we can charm him, have him go find a snipe. Have okay. him on a cinema snipe hunt. A snipe hunt? We can send him outside and see what happens. He's probably one of the guys outside that goes around killing people. Yeah. So what are you going to do with him? I mean, obviously this is all, uh, just through winks and nods and intuition, uh, since he's standing uh, right next to you. I guess what we're going to do is is attempt to can we charm him or can we sleep him? Well, I can like I can kind of like do the sleepy eye thing when when he's not looking. You know, you sort of drag your eye down. Uh, I think that's a pretty universal thing. I mean, sleeping. You know. Yeah. And, and so uh, we'll we'll sleep him. Yeah, and then I'm gonna say I feel kind of tired. I'm gonna take a little nap in our common room. How about you guys? You want a nap? <laughs> we want to. Yeah, I could. I could cuddle. Amazon. <laughs> Captain Jackie, likey, likey. Little Lars. Well, I'm not. I'm not tired at all. But I understand. Um, well, who the why, hell are you? I, I'm Little Lars, your friend, your true friend. Now, um, I'll tell you what. If you want to take a nap, go ahead and take a nap, and then uh, meet me down in the tavern. I'll be there. Sweet. Okay, Clingy. <laughs> I look I very forward. That. I look very forward to seeing you all tonight. 
Awesome. And it's really nice meeting you. I love that mustache. And sorry, I thought you were trying to poison us. You won't believe the trouble we've had in other places. Well, apology <laughs> accepted. Yeah, have a, have a good nap, everyone. Okay. Don't let the werewolves bite. <laughs> and that's how we'll end. Yeah, he's a werewolf. <laughs> he's a werewolf. This week's episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D was brought to you by Premature Burial Alert Systems. When death really isn't the end. I'm Chris Porteau, author of the Legacy Fleet novel Avenger, the first Swarm War Book 2, your host and producer of this podcast. Our executive producer is Jason Ansbach, author of Till Death. Kevin G. Summers, author of The Bleak December, designed our epic logo. You can pick it up on hoodies and shirts over in our Green Dragon Loot Shop. The shop's logo was created by the lovely and talented Guinevere Boar, our magic user's spousal unit. Go check out the Loot Shop, our bios, and more at OldSchoolDnd.com. That's O-L-D-S-C-H-O-O-L-D-N, as in Nancy, D.com. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Oh,